0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Again, welcoming everyone to another installment of the orange and blue view on the eve of Super Bowl 58. <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts here, Ron White. Um, My partner in crime uh, on that side is Dylan
2: Varnox. How are you doing today, Dylan? Uh, Doing great. Just uh, happy to be podcasting with you for another night and uh, definitely uh, anxious for the game tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I know we were talking uh, (laughs) in the room before we went live, and it, it should be... should be an exciting matchup tomorrow again this will be the second time that um these teams have faced off in the super bowl and again as broncos um fans you know everyone's expecting or wanting a different outcome this time and again we we hope we can get that so but again it should be an interesting game tomorrow let's see who we have here in the chat coming in kevin great thank you sir for coming in he says good evening um, Thomas, Dylan, well, well, Thomas, but me, Dylan, and Scott. Big, Mile high salute to Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life, hashtag, and Buckham. Again, Kevin, thank you for coming in tonight. We appreciate you, my man. And then we got Michael Davis coming in with the aloha, uh, Denver Broncos fam. Hello to you as well, Michael. Thank you for tuning in. And let's see who else we have coming in the chat on this lovely Saturday. We got the pop-up David David McGilloraf coming in. Thank you, sir. He says, good evening, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. He's on the McCarthy bandwagon. Hashtag McCarthy. Hashtag Buckham Times 3. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Again, David You show support day in and day out. And I just want to say thank you again for coming in. So, yeah, the the McCarthy. We'll definitely be getting to McCarthy because I know there was um, one thing out there as it pertains to Jim Harbaugh um, and and the McCarthy train. Um, But we'll get into some more of the quarterback talk here as we move forward. Let's see who else we have coming in here. All right. Let's see. Got Ernie Mays coming in. Thank you, Ernie. My man, he says, hello, Ron and Dylan. Go Broncos country only. Yes, that's the only fan base that matters. (laughs) And again, we hope that the 49ers can make our weekend even better (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) But again, Ernie, thank you for coming, and we appreciate you. Um, we got Roy coming in from Facebook, Roy Osborne. Thank you, Roy. He says, hey there, Ron and Dylan. Hope you're having a good Super Bowl weekend. Yes, so far, so good, Roy. Again, you know, as I just said, it, it'll be even better depending on that result tomorrow. But I would say pretty pretty good weekend. It was fun. And I don't know your thoughts on this, Dylan, but it was fun to watch, you know, all the media coverage this week um, as it pertains to... You know, of course, the big game, obviously. Um, you know, other teams were there as well. Um, and we'll get into what one member of the Denver Broncos had to say and how he feels about this matchup. But I guess, what are your thoughts with this weekend leading up to the big game tomorrow?
2: Uh, you know, it's really exciting. It's uh, cool to see that it's not just, you know, Niners and uh, Chiefs media. You get, you kind of get a nice mix of everything. Um, uh, whether it's predictions or maybe you get some answers on speculations yep. and whatnot, especially from your head coach. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, it's it's been really nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I will say it was nice. And speaking of one of the
1: tidbits that has transpired in Vegas over the past week, one of the Denver Broncos players. Feel some type of way as it pertains to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Super Bowl yet again. <laughs> so, Broncos linebacker uh, Alex Singleton um, made an appearance. Um, I believe it was on Radio Row um, as it, and they asked the question, "How you know about how he feels? You know, kind of what the outlook is for the the team, and how you feel about the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl." And I quote. I think this weekend pisses off a lot of us, (laughs) knowing that the Chiefs made it this far. We know that we can beat them. So it's kind of like that. All right, let's use this now as motivation for the offseason and see where it goes. And then he goes on to say, um, and I'll I'll paraphrase some of the rest of this here, um, Dylan, and for everyone in the chat, but... um, I think the biggest thing for him was and the team is learning how to win. Um, That was something that, you know, in previous regimes, previous seasons, they they weren't they weren't accustomed to. They didn't know how to. Um, So just learning to not only play the football game, but ways to actually come out on top. Because, you know, as we all know, it's very hard to win in the NFL. Um, And when you don't make those crucial mistakes, um, you can kind of build upon that. Um, in the offseason and moving on into next season. So I, I think we're all in agreement. I think that's our first emotion that we are pissed off, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a Broncos fan base, seeing the Chiefs, you know, make their fourth appearance in the past five years, it it is, you know, it it really just annoys. It, 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 anno- it annoys you. And it's even more frustrating, Dylan, that the Broncos have gotten that streak off their back, and they beat the Chiefs this year, <laughs> <laughs> handedly in that second meeting at home. You know, so I think that's even more of a reason to to kind of get frustrated and and to voice that. But I, again, I think we're all in in agreement with Alex Singleton, and I and I also agree that. You know, given all given all that needs to be figured out with the Broncos, obviously quarterback is the biggest filling out that roster. I would say that, you know, that big reason for the motivation, as I alluded to, that second meeting, that second matchup helped. Also, the coaching is better in Denver. You know, now with Sean Payton under the helm, with that coaching, you know, that helped the Broncos learn how to win. And then the win total did increase, right? I think it increased by three from five the previous year to eight. Yep. So again, there are some positives to take away from um, this past season, but it still kind of strikes a nerve that your division rival is yet again in the big game.
2: <sighs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty frustrating. And uh, before the chief's reign of dominance, I, uh, especially hated the Raiders the most in the division, especially living just outside of the Bay area. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they've definitely swayed that over the past, what, five, six seasons. Now it feels like even longer, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not fun when, uh, you have this bully in the division and that's definitely what they've been. And we finally got that win this season. Like you said, pretty handily. Um, but gosh n- no one in this division could take advantage of the chiefs when they were at their weakest and they still made it to the super bowl it's it's very frustrating for sure and uh, yeah def- definitely echo singleton's sentiments there with the I'm, I'm it's it pisses me off i can't relax and watch an, a super bowl you know it has to ha- have some uh, level of anxiety in there
1: yeah and not only just in the Division. I mean, of course, we would love to, we would have loved to dethrone them and win the, you know, Bronx would have loved to win the AFC West, but in the conference, you know, you had Buffalo, you know, they, you know, Buffalo had the opportunity to dethrone them. The Baltimore Ravens had the opportunity to dethrone them. And, you know, that, that didn't happen. So again, it just kind of goes to show you that, you know, with a less than stellar roster that the Chiefs have, you know, number 15 always comes to play and always shows out. Um, And speaking of showing out, for tomorrow's game, you can show out with some Little Caesars. So Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Um, Those football fans love a great game and a great deal. So we're tossing out a challenge and calling it, pick six for slices and sticks if there's a pick six during tomorrow's game fans who accepted the challenge on our app will get a free slices and sticks
2: here we've partnered with nfl legend Derek brooks of the tampa bay bucks because he knows all about the pick six having returned one during super bowl 37 against those pesky raiders That play led to a 44-yard touchdown and a win for the Buccaneers. So accept the challenge today and win some pizza.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Yes, yes. All right, let's go back to the chat here. I want to grab William Catalano. Thank you for coming in, William. He says, I think McCarthy or Nix would be decent for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't... I, mean, I wouldn't be mad at one of those two, William. Uh, you know, but again, not... For me, not at 12. I, I think it's where you pick them. Because... With with the Broncos, if if they did decide to you know look at McCarthy or Knicks and they're pretty high up on their board, you can trade back um several spots, um, pick up more draft capital and land one of these two. Um now, as far as fit, I would say Nick's is probably the better fit. At least from what I've seen for a Sean Payton-led offense. Uh M- McCarthy, it's it's so hard to evaluate him William Dillon. And, and, you know, from what I've seen so far, he's you know, he's a capable quarterback. And I, you know, and you know that the the stock is gonna rise after the Wolverine's national championship. So, you know, the I, I see good things from McCarthy. You know, he's able to escape the pressure, he can attack the middle of the field but I haven't seen a lot of those. He hasn't thrown. They have Michigan and ask him to throw frequently. So it's really hard to evaluate how he can process things. Um, But again, you know, with under the toolage of Sean Payton, you know, that that's something that he'll have to develop. And that's something that he can definitely excel at possibly in the future. But, I think if we're looking at it now from an evaluation perspective William I see Nix as out of these two options as the guy um but again it, it would have to be in a trade back to pick up more pe- pick up more picks and then you can grab a Nix what do you
2: say Dylan Uh yeah I agree with you uh, Nix is probably the the better option especially for Sean Payton he he talked about uh this weekend how the number one trait he looks for is processing. Processing, And uh, Nick's definitely is stronger in that area. McCarthy uh, has some great tools. He got a big arm and he wasn't uh, throwing too much, uh, even in the championship game, Uh, very limited throws there. But when he was asked to throw, he made some, some pretty remarkable ones. Uh, and, And he, I believe he's, he's 20 or about to turn 21, he's, he's very young. um, But you, you see the media really falling in love with uh, J.J. McCarthy for, you know, the next week or so, because typically the uh, media, uh, once they catch up kind of to where the league is on how they feel about a player, they, they kind of overdo it. And they're like, okay, this, guy, this guy's going top eight, you know? And we kind of saw that last year with Will Levis where the media tried to uh mm-hmm. convince us that he was a first round talent, and you know he's, he's a talented guy, but they were talking i think maybe top ten and I had yeah. just you know gotta keep that meat like rolling so <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you never know it's hard to say but i I definitely agree i taking him at uh it's where you take them is uh the big question and if they're worth it at twelve and me personally no yeah yeah.
1: All right, let's see who else we have in the chat. We got David Yonkin coming in with a $4.99 super chat. Thank you, David, for your support and coming in. Much appreciated, my man. He says, which QB would you want in a two-minute warning? Or I guess two-minute off drill. JJ McCarthy, Knicks, or Penix? If the game is on the line. Ooh, that's a that's an interesting question David. um uh, hmm. I, <laughs> now you kind of have me pause and, and trying to think I, I think if from what I've seen and again I, I think with this answer everything around him has to be perfect or close to it. but the answer to the question here with given that everything is perfect. I'm gonna go with Penix, um, just because of the accuracy of 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 those deep balls, David. I, I I've seen him. You know, he can elude and evade the pressure um, when needed, and just still look down the field and throw an accurate pass. And I think accuracy is definitely one of the traits that, you know, there's other things I know Sean Payton's looking for. He mentioned the quick processing. I also believe that Penix can can quickly process as well. So I would say game on the line, because of the traits, the good decision making, the quick processing, the accuracy of the ball, placement. I would I would take
2: Penix in a two minute drill. What say you? Yeah, I completely agree with you. As long as uh, you can guarantee that his ACL is not going to disintegrate, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking <Yeah>. Penix. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously exaggerating there a little bit, but yeah, like you said, his accuracy is what, uh, is a big part of his game, and that deep ball, those can be clutch in two minute drills. Um, but yeah, I I like, I would maybe say JJ, but again, haven't seen him in too many situations where he's had to. You know, come in a two-minute drill and go win a game. And it, it's usually been on his running backs. He's got a lead. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think Penix would probably be the guy in that spot. Yep.
1: Yep. Let's see here. And we got Kathy. I'm going to bitch your name here. I'm, I'm sorry. middle. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Coming from Germany. Good morning from Germany, y'all. New name for me. Thank you. Do we take a QB round one? I'll let you take that one first, Dylan. What what do you think on the QB round one scenario?
2: Man, I think the earliest, at least for me, it's hard to say, but I would maybe mid to late 20s, assuming we trade back, because 12 is just too rich for me. I think these second-tier guys, the Knicks, the Panics, the uh, McCarthy, uh, gosh, I, I just don't see them as day one talents. Like I haven't seen enough uh, for them to convince me of that mate. Like you talk about quarterbacks and uh, how they're winners, like JJ, like winnings a, a team thing yeah. and he's got some tools, but like I said before, he's young. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how well he processes and um, just, I don't see truly special. With those three guys, there's some things that are that I do really like, but there's nothing truly special like a, a Caleb Williams, a Drake May, Jane Daniels. So to take one at towards the end of the first round, that'd probably be where I would be comfortable with it.
1: Yeah, that that's that's a good point, Dylan. You know, it just, it really does does depend on who. You know, if the Broncos are in love with, you know, who were they in love with? And again, I I know me Peyton mentioned that you know after the Super Bowl on Monday they'll they'll start with, you know, kind of QB discussions with Russell Wilson, kind of turning more into the draft analysis and such. But you know, it's, it I I really th- again this is this is my this is my take that I really think they're going to be in love with those top three and you you could see as what they've been saying here sean likes moving up not back you know they're going to have to to move up um to to get their guy it's just going to be a matter of who's there picking where what's the compensation to move up but I, i would say kathy I I I'd say yes. I I do think that a QB is going to be selected in the first round. It's just a matter of where. You know, it's you know, those top three, you know, you gotta get into the top ten. Moving back to the later part of round one to grab your McCarthy or your Knicks. Um I can see that happening as well. But I, I yeah, I'm gonna go out and say that the QB will be selected in in a, in round one.
3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: All right. Let's see who we got here. Got Michael Davis. Yes. want to call this out. Thank you, Michael, for coming in with this. He says, congrats to Randy Gratishaw, Hall of Famer. Much deserved. Well overdue. Yes. Yes, it was so great to see Bradshaw's election into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Thursday night. Um just what he was able to do um in the late 70s and 80s with that orange crush defense for the Denver Broncos. He was the heart and soul. He he led that with Tom Jackson um in in that era and you know just just seeing him finally get in i know he was a finalist. i believe it was four times um and he played with the broncos for 10 years you could always count on him he was very dependable seven-time pro bowler five-time all not nodded the nfl defensive player of the year in the late 70s so um just what an honor and i'm so happy that he was finally elected yep definitely much deserved and well overdue
2: yeah he was uh an amazing player, especially for his time. And it's uh hopefully only a matter of time before we see more uh pro- members of that Orange Crush defense entering the hall. Uh what I'm excited for next year I saw that was uh Demarius Thomas. Yep. Uh is eligible, which is he's awesome. He's been my he's my favorite player ever ever since I've been watching, you know.
1: Yeah, the D T was D T has some special years in Denver. Um yeah. So, all righty. Let's see who else we have here. Oh, not only that, though. It's I guess going back to the to the Hall of Fame. Get Mike Shanahan. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> time yeah. for him. It's it's you know Tom Nailing, right? There, there, there are a few out there that you know we you know as Broncos fans we're, we're pining that that you know that they can they can get in at some point, but I'm um, I say Mike Shanahan for sure is well overdue, and his his time should be coming here soon.
2: Oh, definitely, especially with how much you hear uh, commentators and announcers and whatnot saying like, "Oh, this this uh, run deep or this run offense was inspired by the Shanahan system, like that zone blocking scheme." And it's oh, like, yeah. "Hey, yeah, maybe maybe just put that guy in the hall already. Put him. Mm, he should, he should be there already. Yeah, spend oh. time. Time's ticking. <laughs> definitely." <laughs>
1: All righty, let's see who else we got. We got Phil McLaughlin coming in. Thank you, Phil, from Facebook. He says, good evening, Ron and Dylan. I'm thinking that most of the information we are hearing from Peyton is political. Talks forever and never really tells us anything. (laughs) Laugh out loud. Hashtag Buckham. Hashtag Go49ers. Hashtag Broncos for life. Yeah, Phil, you know, it's a a lot of... I mean you can say that with every head coach. A lot of things they say, it's coach speak. You know, it's it's coach speak they they give us I call it a bunch of nothing. <laughs> you know, when it comes to these interviews, um they 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 have these long drawn out responses um that's kind of circling, you know, what the answer should be and not really getting to the answer, but yeah, I would say um his time there um, I believe it was on the Mad Dog Show. I think he's also on um, Kate Adams. Yep. Um, and um, with with Radio Row, you, you can tell. But I mean, I, I think it was a bunch of nothing. But I still think there was something to take away from what he said, in the sense that, you know, when putting everything together, you know, he's looking for his guy, and the the marriage with him and and Russ just didn't pan out. Um, you know, he mentioned what he's looking for in a quarterback, the quick processing. So maybe to make those quick decisions on the field, even I think with the Kate Adams show, he's, he's looking for his guy. He's looking to fall in love with someone in the draft. So again, needless to say, it it was not a lot. He said he kind of went around some of these questions, but I think Broncos fans were able to take home what the message was and that pro quarterback is very high it's a high priority for the denver broncos and it should be it should be so what do you think they're doing
2: yeah he uh he he dances around a lot of stuff and uh that's and like you were saying that's just coaches in general i think we're we as broncos fans and uh, analysts we're so close to the product and the broncos and Sean Payton that we think it's, Oh, it's just him. You know, he's the only one who talks like this maybe. And, um, but he did, he did have some good nuggets in there. I think, especially when it pertains to Russell Wilson, you could tell he's it, that's done any, mm-hmm. any rumors of him coming back or maybe hopes and dreams of fans of him may be working out anyway. It's, it's not going to happen folks. I, I'm willing to bet on that. It's uh, not not looking good for him. He'll be on another team this uh, next season. But, uh, yeah, overall, uh, some solid talking points. He, also about uh, falling in love with a quarterback. Like That's another thing you have to think about with these second-tier guys. It's like, oh, potential, potential. He has this, this, that, whatever traits and skills. But at the end of the day, Sean Payton has to love them. You know, right. so maybe we need a quarterback, but are we going to take this one over maybe a defensive end that we need or another uh, offensive lineman? It's just really what uh, Sean Payton believes uh, he's looking for in a quarterback. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely.
1: All righty, let's see who else we have coming in. I'm going to grab this from Rodney Garcia. Thank you, Rodney, for coming in. He says, or yes, do you guys see Jerry Judy on the trade block during the draft? Um, p- Potentially, I-, I do. You know, it's, now what you're going to get for him, I get that, that that's another question. I-, I don't see Judy garnering any more than Maybe a third or fourth round pick. Um, but you know, if you know, if the Broncos want to, you know, do some maneuvering, move back into the third round, or have they see someone they like and they see a trade partner, then maybe can throw Judy in there um as well in the package. I I can see that. Or package in again to my point of he's not much. I think if to to go move up. In the first round, of course, is going to be Patrick Sertan included as that player, and you maybe can see one or two other players with draft compensation in that package. But, um, but yeah, is he on the trade block for the draft? Certainly, I, I, I don't think that there are quite a few players here, Rodney, that I think that the Broncos can consider being on on that trade block. Again, there, you know, the cap situation for Denver is just it's not good and they're going to look to again if not restructure a lot of these uh players looking to move them
2: uh yeah he's definitely on the trade block uh i think that's been pretty apparent uh throughout this season obviously he didn't get traded at the deadline which turned out to be kind of a mistake because he didn't he didn't do much down the stretch and his value was probably high uh highest at the deadline. But uh, if he's not traded uh, when the new league year starts, he's definitely getting moved at the draft. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be the first round. I mean, you could even get into the day two, like the second and third rounds, and Mm -hmm. maybe you want to move up for a guy then, and someone's willing to take him so you can pull the trigger and move up for, hey, maybe one of those second-tier quarterbacks if they're floating around day two.
1: Yeah. Most definitely. we got David Yonkin in here with the 199 saying, so Sorry, guys. I'm not sure what you're sorry for there, David, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming back in. Just want to make sure I show the car. I appreciate you coming. Again, you, you've you been great coming in uh, with questions and, and conversations. So, again, thank you, David. No, no mm-hmm. need to apologize, my friend.
2: You are forgiven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you think you've done anything, yeah, it's we, yeah. already
1: forgotten. So, it's all good. <laughs> All right, let's see who else we have. We got Mike Edel coming in with a $10 super chat. Thank you, my man, for your generosity. Much appreciated. He says, good evening, Ron, Dylan, and Scott. Unfortunately, no Scott tonight, but we'll give him, send him your regards. (laughs) I'm doing my voodoo dance tonight to curse (laughs) KC. LOL, don't like the idea of taking JJ with his former coach, in our division thoughts mike this was actually a thought of mine i'm so glad you brought this up um i i actually have it in the back of my mind of i'm not one in a way i'm not wanting the broncos to select jj mccarthy just because with those matchups against the chargers you know the head coach there already knows him and they can game plan for him, <laughs> and that 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 is a fear of mine. Um, now, again, obviously we know it's early. Um, there's still a lot of work to do and evaluation to do for for the Broncos. But you know, I I I, I don't want that either. But again, I I do. I honestly, Dylan and Mike, I I just don't see. I, I just don't see JJ McCarthy as as a Denver Bronco. I I I, I don't see it. I, again, I I really do think if it's not one of those top three, and then I think Knicks will probably be the fourth, and then uh, dare I say they may even have Penix before McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um. So that again, that's just how again. I'm not saying this is fact. Again, there's still a lot of work to do. But that's just how I see the board and how I see Denver maybe looking at the quarterbacks. But, yeah, your point there is well
2: taken there, Mike. <laughs> what are your thoughts, mm-hmm. Dylan? Uh, yeah, I think fighting – I think it will depend on the team. But uh, it's going to be between Knicks and McCarthy being that fourth quarterback taken. It's just because there's going to be some guy who thinks, oh, I like McCarthy's tools. I can turn him into something. And they'll – like nicks for his uh per readiness and um yeah i i think uh i can't remember what day it was but uh, harbaugh was endorsing jj pretty hard saying he'd be the first quarterback no. taken yeah which i mean what's he gonna say you gotta go to bat for your guy right, right right um but maybe you know tinfoil hat theory he's like hey broncos you're gonna you might have to trade up to go get him like So uh, trying to get us to waste some draft capital to move up to maybe eight or something for him. But, you know, that's just some conspiracy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. All righty. Good. Thank thank you, Mike, again, for coming. And let's see who else we have in the chat. All righty. Let's see. Oh. We got String Guy coming in. Thank you, String Guy. He says, I don't know, Ron. I see Atlanta taking Knicks or JJ at 8 if they don't trade up. Potentially. Um, you know, they, they could. Um, yeah, we, you know, Atlanta definitely in the, in the quarterback market. Uh, you know, again, and then, you know, Atlanta could also be a home for Justin Fields. So if that happens you know, Chicago stays put at one to draft the Caleb Williams ship fields to Atlanta. And then Atlanta may not have that need for a quarterback with fields there. So again, string guy, and I, but I do see what you're saying. If obviously if Atlanta doesn't, is it not on the, uh, you know, hook to kind of get fields, they can definitely stay put, get the Knicks, get Penix, or even get JJ, depending on, depending on who they fall in love with. But, um, We'll just have to see what happens there um, in free agency and leading up, up to the draft. What do you think they're doing?
2: Um, yeah, Atlanta could go quarterback for sure. Uh, it's just again with those second uh, tier guys, I don't. Know, they'd have to be comfortable taking them at eight. At eight, yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, they do. They do have a lot of weapons in place. Uh, I think their offensive line could use a little work, but yes, you got you got that Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Even yeah. though he hasn't, he's been a little rough, but I think that's yeah. more maybe inconsistent quarterback play and Bijan Robinson, Robinson. Well, yeah, beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I just don't know if Atlanta takes one at eight. That's it's just I just can't see it unless there's some unforeseen. Rise after the Combine or Pro Days or whatever. But Or if one falls,
1: right? You know, you yeah, if you know, if, this, you yeah, know, if they can't find let's say they don't want to trade with Denver or someone else, then if the Jaden Daniels or the Drake May, if you see someone fall and you know, Atlanta's sitting pretty there at eight, you know, Atlanta could could take Jane Daniels or or, or Drake May. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so again, yeah, but I, I see your point, string Again, there's a lot, a lot of different scenarios, um, you know, as it pertains to QB for definitely the Falcons and for the Denver Broncos. So we'll just have to see, we'll just have to see. And we got Ernie Mays coming in with his quarterback wish. <laughs> Thank you. He says, I want Drake May as our quarterback yeah i so Dylan have you seen those reports um that they're pertaining to if any of the top three were to fall it would be or you know I, I think people were saying it could be Drake may i, I yeah I have seen those um yeah yeah and what what are your thoughts there because I think for me and again thank you ernie for coming in i I, I see a few different ways um I, I think the whole notion of the north carolina quarterback is coming into play recency bias but mm-hmm. obviously with the commanders taking sam howell mm-hmm. um and how he's played this year I, I think kind of factors into some of this i think also you know some of his i guess traits characteristics aren't good at least some of the tape that's there it, it may not wow you but again I'm I'm not I'm with Ernie here in the sense that well I, again I, I want Williams but I think Drake may be my next guy Ernie <laughs> let me just make it clear and but what I've seen is so you know so contrary to to kind of what has been stated as far as how he can process information again mm-hmm. What I've seen on the field from Drake May, quick processor, can maneuver inside the pocket, escape the pressure, can throw on the run, can run it and take off when needed. And, you know, a lot of the things around him, I I think his 2022 season was better than his last year, but the last year was nothing nothing to cry at at all. It was still a good season for him last year. Mm -hmm. So I would say for me... You know, Ernie, I, I I'm a I'm a big Drake May guy. I, I think when it comes to what Sean Payton stated this week in Vegas, I I Drake I think Drake May is is that guy. You know, Drake Drake May is the prototypical guy for Sean Payton to have execute this offense. What say you there?
2: Uh I think a lot of the rumors that came out about uh drake falling i i think it's prospect fatigue he's been uh you know touted as the the second quarterback to go or you know second overall pick whatever and as we go along and he's still sitting in that number two to three conversation people they they get bored and they start to maybe nitpick and look for things that maybe aren't there
1: yeah
2: uh because he's like you said, an excellent processor has got an amazing arm and, uh, his mobility within the pocket. Uh, I, I just don't understand that the people who they want to scout the helmet or you have to scout the helmet, uh, or sorry, twisting my words up. (laughs) Do not scout the helmet, scout the player because, obviously you have your Mitchell Trubisky's and your Sam Howell's but this this kid's different i i yeah. even back when Trubisky was uh draft getting drafted i i didn't really think much of him but uh the, drake may is not the quarterback that those those two were and uh i i don't know yeah i just think it's prospect fatigue people people just getting bored and seeing like oh well it, does he really deserve this number 2 status or even you even see people having one or two or it's within the top three. And yeah, there's just people looking for things I think that aren't there.
1: Yeah. You know those those those, those media guys, you know, just <laughs> 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 you just want to do, you know. Mm. All righty, let's see who else we have coming in the chat. We got David Yonkin coming in. It was, oh, about the apology earlier. Okay. It was about who would you take as the QB? Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Let's see here. We got the boss man coming in, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Jensen. Thank you, sir. The $100 super (laughs) chat. (laughs) He says, We don't ever want anybody from our division winning anything. That is the truth, sir sean payton lose chiefs we cannot <laughs> countenance KC grabbing its fourth lombardi and nosing ahead of the broncos <laughs> voodoo Sandria, hex curse whatever it takes i might sacrifice a goat <laughs> yes spoken like a true lifelong denver broncos fan yes we you're you're, you're right boss man we don't we we won't accept a Chiefs victory. It, it cannot happen. It just cannot happen tomorrow. So the 49ers <laughs> are going to have to stand on business and get this dub tomorrow.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I God, I can't I can't stand to see another one, man. Not in not in not in my lifetime. I think I'm good. I've had a lifetime of Chiefs Super Bowl victories. I'm 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 out on it.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm like just like, of course, a lot of them are around me and I see so many 15 jerseys and I'll be sporting my Broncos t-shirt and they'll just laugh at me. I'm like, just get away from me. Like, just yeah. something <laughs> near me. I just don't want let's not but, talk about anything so, right
2: now. You know, you just think like, is this what we get for going from L.A. to Manning? Is yeah. The, all the torture they had to sit through. And now they have the, the greatest quarterback playing the game right now. It's just. Uh. And not only that, though, Dylan, it's. Sacrificing the souls to win
1: Super Bowl Fifty, I think I think <laughs> that's part of it as well. Like, yeah, think about it. They haven't gone back to the playoffs since they hoisted the Lombardi, so it's just, uh it's nerve wracking. Anyway, hopefully, we we'll, the Broncos should get back there one day. We should get back there one day, someday. All right, let's see who else we got. And again, thank you, Bossman, for for coming in with 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 that. All right, got Gary Palmer coming in with a nine ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Gary. He says, hi, Ron and Dylan. Hello to you too, sir. Do you think Sean is okay with having another so-so season? I haven't had that impression and I'm wondering what he has up his sleeve. Yeah, Gary, you know, I, I, I don't think... I don't think he's okay with having another so-so season. Again, leading up to the start of the season last year you know he saw this Broncos team as a playoff team and if it wasn't a playoff team he would be angry and you know I know there there are a lot of different things the Broncos have to to address to solve for obviously quarterback is one you know defensive line um another you know with this receiving core even depending on what happens with Jerry Judy so that there there are a lot of different things that that the broncos have to to consider moving forward into this offseason but again i think it's going to start with who's that quarterback I, I think once they get that quarterback in place once they can um get the quarterback kind of fill out the roster as much as they can, you know, given the circumstance with the cap situation, you know, I, I, it all's going to start there, but I, again, Gary, to answer your question, I don't think he's going to be okay with another so-so season. Um, but I think depending on what happens with the, the quarterback situation. And again, it's going to take some time for the quarterback to kind of get adjusted to the NFL. So it may be, you know, I guess in the short term, that one or two year portion where that quarterback and his team kind of has to go through their curves, go through that building process, you know, in a way. So, you know, I think given that he kind of has to be, but I think once he can kind of shape this team into form and his vision, He's yeah, he's gonna wanna see playoff. He's wanna see results. And he's gonna wanna gonna see the the playoff results come once this team is in the vision that he's that he sees.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. It's uh will he be okay with having a so-so season? No. But I think he would understand uh that it's there's gonna be some bumps in the road, especially this this uh, this next season due to the fact that Russell Wilson's contract is going to see us selling off some key players. You're not going to be able to bring in much in free agency. Just maybe some depth guys here and there. Yeah. Um, So to expect playoffs next year, and I don't want to be the downer, (laughs) but uh, it's, it's not looking great. And this, but this is, I think this is what, we've needed for a long time is yeah. a true rebuild, not mm-hmm. oh, maybe, maybe we can compete if we just add a piece here or here and maybe we'll, we'll wrap it together with some duct tape and send it off. And hopefully, hopefully it'll uh, see through to the playoffs, but I, and it's going to suck because we've had eight years of this now, but if we would have started this rebuild a little sooner, we'd be in a better spot. So it, the, the quicker we can rip this band-aid off and just start that rebuild it, it's it's gonna pay off
1: yes absolutely dylan i agree 100 percent that this rebuild should have started a year or two right after super bowl 50. you know it, it it's you know the the the, the notion of we're a quarterback away we're a piece or two here or there away it's it, it, it you you see what it has, what situation it has led the Broncos in. So now I think you know Peyton's coming in sees it for what it is. It is a team that, again, he made the most. He made lemon out of lemons with this team last year. You know, eight nine records. You know, getting that going through that winning stretch, but he sees it now where they need to start over at quarterback they need to build out this roster to have a team that is in the playoffs um and that is a contending team so yeah it, it's 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 been time so that that's mm-hmm. definitely a great point um let's see who else we have and again thank you Gary for coming in with that question we 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 appreciate you all right Let's see who else. Oh, we got Mike Edel coming back in with a $10 super chat. Thank you, Mike. Says, great show tonight, guys. Thank you, sir. Dylan, you are doing great. Yes, you are. Yeah, he is doing great. Thanks, Here's the plan, Broncos country. Every time the Chiefs go to kick all of us, think miss. (laughs) (laughs) Go, Horns and Blue View. Go, MHH. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Yeah, we we have to, yeah, again, the cheese Ugh.
2: All right. <laughs> yeah. Have you you seen those ridiculous videos of people on TikTok or Twitter or whatever where they put their fan next to their TV when the opposing kicker goes to kick and they turn it on and like, come on, blow it, blow it, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might we might have to come together and all do that tomorrow, all right, guys?
0: Uh
1: yes, yes. We all have to join forces and come up with our own to to throw them off. Uh yeah, it's, it's right there. All righty. Let's see who else we have. Just looking through the chat. We've got Hester Jefferson coming in with a comment. Thank you, Hester. He says, Spencer Rattler is the biggest sleeper in this year's draft. Hope the Broncos can draft him. Yeah, Hester. Spencer Rattler is a – he's an interesting prospect. Um, I – I've watched him. I've watched some tape at all of his stops and he, he can do a lot. He's, he's very good. He, he, he can, he can process information. Well, he, he can, he has a very good D ball. I I would say you're right that he could be a sleeper, but I I know the biggest issue was, is the character concerns for, um, And again, I know that's why, you know, he may not be as high on a lot of people's draft boards, but I think in my opinion that the tools are there from, from what I've seen Um, obviously with some more coaching and development um, he, he can definitely take, take that next step. But um, I, I, I wouldn't be mad. Dylan honestly wouldn't be mad if let's say the Broncos decide to go another position in, in round one and, you know, if Spentler Rattler's there, um, day two, you know, either in round two, or round three, um, go get him. You know, you know what's the, what's the worst that can happen again? There, there, are a lot of things there that that I like um, that Peyton can work with with Rattler to maybe groom him to the quarterback that that he wants.
2: Yeah, his uh, his arm talent. Is is amazing. He can make every throw in the field, but like you said, it's all, it's all up here. He was kind of. Uh, I know some people have watched the show on Netflix. I believe it's called QB One mm-hmm. that he was on, and he was, just kind of a spoiled brat. There you could tell, <laughs> but uh, he was seventeen years old. So and then some of those problems went in when he was at uh, Oklahoma, but uh, from what I've heard, he's been he's been humbled quite a bit. Uh, after being in South carolina, so hopefully uh yeah he's he's got his head on straight now and i i'd be totally fine with him taking him uh day two even early day three depending on where he goes you know quarterbacks they generally go a little higher but um yeah i i, I wouldn't have a problem with that it's always good to take a quarterback
1: yeah all righty let's' I'm just go into The chat to see if we have anything. We're at one minute here. Let's see. All right. See a lot of, you know, everybody's with the Chad comment in the 49ers. (laughs) So, yes, guys. Oh, Pearl Heater coming in. Thank you from Facebook. Says, to me, to find another dark horse QB like Purdy. L O L. Yes, Pearl. You know, it would be again if they don't go QB round one. Finding again, we just talked about Spencer Rattler. He could be that diamond in the rough for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, for day two. Um, maybe even like a, a Pratt out of Tulane could could mm-hmm. be that as well. There, there's some things there, although I, I would say between Rattler and Pratt, I'm I'm a bigger Rattler fan. Because I think Rattler has a little bit more to work with, mm-hmm. um, but you know Pratt's not bad either. But yeah, Pearl, I'm right there with you. You know, if again, it's going to go back to scouting and doing that evaluation. And you know, if, if they see someone in those those
2: mid rounds that um, that they want, go, go grab. Yeah, it's uh, w- it'd be nice to find a Purdy so we could take you know all the stuff, other stuff we need, and <laughs> get lucky on a quarterback late. But uh, yeah, you never know. And swinging on the quarterback uh, in the later round, like day three, even, it's it's not a bad bet. I mean, it, they're, draft picks are lottery tickets anyway. And if you can get one that late into the draft, and if it doesn't turn or if the uh, quarterback doesn't turn into something, don't really lose much. But if they do pop, they can either be starting on your team or be good enough as a uh, trade bait.
1: Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, with the later rounds, you're, you're really just kind of throwing a dart, right? You're, you're you're trying to see, you know, if you can get someone, if this person does have the tool that this person can stick. Um, you know, it, it it won't be too too big of a deal if if that person doesn't. But again, there are a few in those later rounds, as we just alluded to, that I think, again, judging from what I've looked at you know, at the Senior Bowl and looking at some more tape. There are a few that, then that day two, day three, that can maybe fall that can be something. that Again, that has some things for um, Sean Payton to work with, but we will see. All right, I don't see many more comments here, Dylan. So I think we can go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Um, And again, guys, I want to say thank you to all of you for coming in and supporting us day in, day out. This has been a great conversation, um, talking about all the tidbits that have led up to, to the Super Bowl. If you guys don't do anything, make sure you like, subscribe, and share on all of the platforms. Um, also, make sure that you follow us um, on Twitter at ron white nfl for me and at dylan von Arks mhh again ask us questions um we'll be there to provide our um opinion feedback as well all right dylan
2: do you have any last words for the community before we head on out uh yeah guys thank you just for being so lovely again it's great having conversation like this uh you guys have been awesome in the chat just fueling us with questions and uh keeping the conversation moving we uh we greatly appreciate it all right i see
1: before we go i do see one comment i think phil hang on let me see sorry the chat kind of moved here quickly so give me a minute phil said he asked a question i think this is the one phil thank you phil for that i appreciate you and sorry about that earlier says well guys at pick twelve, you have the following available: Who you taking? Dallas Turner, Latu, Nix, or do we trade back? I'll mm-hmm. let you answer that one first, Dylan.
2: Okay. Well, on this one, I'll assume we're staying at twelve. So I, I see Nix is there, but as I've said before, I don't feel comfortable taking him at twelve. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh Latu. He's super explosive, got great hands, and uh I think he's the edge rusher that this team needs. I know he's also had some medical concerns, but he's played uh pretty well the last uh two seasons, I believe, at UCLA, and nothing's popped up with his neck, so uh I'm I'm taking a shot on him.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Latu Latu is good. Um and I wouldn't be mad if you know, if that is the pick at twelve, I'm actually gonna go Dallas Turner. So um Dallas Turner is, is is great. Um, you know, coming coming off the edge. Now I will say I know I think when Will Anderson was there, it was kinda hard to get him. I know Will Anderson kinda got most of the shine when at Alabama, but um at least this past year from what I've seen from Dallas Turner, I, I think he can make an immediate impact uh, on this, on this edge room for sure. But, but yeah, I think, yeah, Dylan, Latu is great. I think Latu or Turner, Phil, um, any edge position for sure at 12, um, I, w- I wouldn't I would be mad at the pick at all. Um, Cause that, again, that, that, that's definitely a, a big need on, on, on the Broncos for sure. Um, so yeah, they, no, no trading back if that's the case. I, I think okay. good edges, you know, they, they're hard to come by. Um, Broncos mm-hmm. have been needing one, that elite pass rusher, for a while now ever since Vaughn left. So um, wouldn't want to trade back if, that,
2: if that's the scenario. You can never have enough pass rushers. That is true, especially
1: with, you know, Mahomes being in the Super Bowl every year, it seems. So yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you, Phil, for, for coming in with that question. Much appreciated. All right, guys. Well, if there's nothing else, we will close it up. Again, I hope everyone enjoys the game tomorrow. Hoping for the 49ers' victory tomorrow. And we will see you all next week. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why?